You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Don't adjust your TV because Seton's in the back row. He's sitting where McLovin normally sat, and Seton's back there keeping Fritzy company. Seton's going to be on the road next week, so we brought Marvin in, who normally answers our phones. So Marvin's sitting in Seton's seat and get him ready to be able to take over the duties that uh, Seton normally has as he gets on the road with the French kid. Yes, Seton. Some people on social media have been saying it's uh, section row Seton. I like it. Now I'm in the back row. (laughs) I like it. All right, we have a poll question, a new poll question for Hour 2. Todd doing the honors today. We do from Ray in the back. Which quarterback-receiver combination will have the best game this weekend? Burrow-Chase, Mahomes-Kelsey, Mahomes-Hill, Stafford-Cup. No Jimmy G and anybody. Which is 49ers not listed. Two Mahomes uh, choices are on You weren't going to put Jimmy G and Debo Samuel in here? He's kind of a multi-purpose. They're handing it off to him half the time. We thought about it, but we thought it'd be more fun to leave the Niners off, show them no respect, and give the Chiefs two. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Paul. How about just Debo Samuel running and receiving (laughs) and put him on there on his own like an island? Yeah. He is his own combo platter because he can run and catch. I mean, he's. I hope he finishes top five in MVP because I think without him, the Niners are not here. And and I think this was more of that coming out party. And I think he's due for a new contract. That's a good year to have, you know, in your pocket as you go in to negotiate. By the way, it's a meet Friday. The grills are all fired up. Tyler, the moderator, is out there as we speak. Baby back ribs, bourbon baked beans with bacon, three cheese mac and cheese. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely. More phone calls coming up. One of my favorite color analysts, he's a local color analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals, former Bengals player Dave Lapham. He will join us coming up. You do not have to read between the lines when Dave is doing a game. This is uh, how he sounded back in October of 2021 when the Bengals faced the Packers. Huber ready for the snap from Clark Harris. He extends the right hand, catches the ball, puts it down. The kick is on its way. It hits the upright and is no good. Oh, my gosh. Five missed field goals. Unbelievable. Does anybody want to win this football game? Dave will join us coming up. We'll talk about uh, that transition from being a player to being a color analyst on radio for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, Pauline? Is Joe Burrow kind of on scholarship with this game? Expected not to win? Yes. Right? Yeah. He, he After last week battling with nine seconds, it feels like he's established as the, one of the next young stars and a bad performance this weekend couldn't hurt. Yeah, I think that maybe we put him into the Josh Allen category when Josh Allen was facing Patrick Mahomes where you didn't expect him to win last year. But you wanted to see how he handled the pressure there. And that'll be what I'm looking for with Joe Burrow. Do I expect them to win? No. Uh, but I would love to see Burrow and Chase maybe make the Chiefs nervous a little bit there. That's all. Make them, make them nervous there. On Sunday, the Rams will take on the division rival Niners. And it hasn't been much of a rivalry. If you go back since 2018, the Niners won six in a row. In fact, Kyle Shanahan, the Niners head coach, was uh, asked the following question about his coaching counterpart. Yesterday, Sean McVay was asked if you're in his head and not going to ask you the clunky question, but 
do you sort of enjoy that he has to answer that question right now? Not really. I think that's, I mean, I think it's kind of silly. I mean, I think a question like that is just giving Sean and myself way too much credit. We're coaches. Watch what's going on on that field and some of the players out there and the people that are competing and uh, think that it's about Sean and I. I know he doesn't feel that way and he knows I don't feel that way. So, you know, the entertainment of this business is cool and stuff because it brings a lot of fans and um, brings a lot of money for everybody. But I think that's kind of pretty ridiculous. I don't give coaches that much credit. Okay. It would have been great if he said, yeah. Yeah, I'm renting space up there in Sean McVay's <laughs> noggin. Of course he's going to downplay this. Here's the question, same question asked to Sean McVay. Knowing Kyle Shanahan so well and with the success that the 49ers have been able to have against you, is Kyle in your head at all, you know, in terms of trying to get past these guys? No. Um, what I what I do have is respect for these guys. They've done a great job. You know, you look at it, you got to play well in that three-and-a-half-hour window that we're allotted. You look at the last time that we played them, didn't finish the game, but but this is a really good football team. We have a lot of respect for them, but, um, you know, we're competing and, and preparing to the best of our ability to go out and, and see if we can advance. But this is a really good team. Kyle's an excellent coach. They got great players, great coaches, good schemes, and so that's why they're in the NFC Championship. Okay. What did you think Sean McVay was going to say? Yes, he's in my head. I can get him out. I can hear his voice. <laughs> that's a ballsy question, though. I know, but it, it, it's sometimes you ask a ballsy question, but it's not really a question. It's not a good question. I remember Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes. He would always say, did you kill this person? And they go, no. <laughs> like, oh, my God, what a ballsy question. What's he going to say? You know, nobody's ever asked me. Mike, yes, I did. Yeah, here's I the killed, knife. I killed a couple people. <laughs> you know, I may be a murderer, but I'm not a liar, damn it. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I, it's... <laughs> Is, is he in your head? Like, how could Sean McVay go give you any other answer than no? He, like, Sean McVay did well answering that question, though. He blew right by the stop sign. Sure did. Right, right by, right through it. Um, you know, this is the biggest game of Matthew Stafford's career, and he's played well so far in the postseason. But you got to still, in the back of your mind, realize he was uh, tied for the league lead in interceptions during the regular season. He's led the league in pick sixes two years in a row. I mean, conference championship games aren't easy to predict. Do you, do you expect the Rams to somehow come up with a different game plan? And if you're the Niners, do you just say, well, you haven't stopped it yet. Let's continue to do what we've done. Does Trey Lance play a role in this game this weekend? I was curious about that. Without injury, even without a subpar performance by Jimmy G, can you... Can you incorporate Trey Lance into this game? I'm just curious about that. But there's concerns about Garoppolo. There might be slight concerns about Stafford, but you know this NFC title game is going to be interesting with contrast in styles because you have the Rams who have a great offense. They have an offensive-minded head coach who wants to do great things. Uh, you have some playmakers on defense. People can't tell you who's on the Niners. I mean, you might go, well, they got Bosa. And which which Bosa do they have? Uh, they got the Debo guy, uh, Kittle, Jimmy G, and they got a big offensive lineman I think they got from uh, Washington. I mean, that's sort of the – the Niners are nondescript, but the Bengals are to a certain degree because you have Burrow and, and you have Jamar – 
And then you could throw in, you know, Joe, Joe Mixon. But other than that, you're like, uh, who, who else do they have? Uh, I think they got a T. Higgins guy. And uh, they still got that guy. They drafted fifth out of Washington, the fastest guy in the NFL. And uh, no, he's not there. Or anybody on their defense. We know about Kansas City uh, because they're, you know, usually playing in prime time. We see them an awful lot. The Rams got star power. But when you're thinking about the Bengals, you may only think of two players, maybe three. And with the Niners, you know, we normally lead with the quarterback, but not in this situation. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We have Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel a little more than an hour from now. He's going to help Seton with his trip weather-wise because we're expected to get a blizzard in this part of the country on Saturday. Seton's set to go with the French kid on Monday morning. I saw at some point, too, around like Tuesday or Wednesday going through the part of the reason we didn't go to St. Louis is because I think there's going to be a storm there, too. So mm. I don't know how that's going to affect things. All right. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for chat row, two time for my back room, bro. Shout out to my man, Tyler, Marvin, moving on up. You got a whole bunch of positionless players like the NBA, Dan. Uh, real quick. Um I'm here laid up at the hospital, man. I got kidney stones, so I am oh. a part of the dad. Yeah, man. Yeah. But luckily, I'm getting out today. So I just got to do some follow-up. But I'm going to tell you like this, to all you men out there, please drink water constantly. It's like fitting a peanut through a straw. That's all I got to say. To my guy Seaton, listen, dude. Be careful of the snowstorms. It's a good thing that Mercedes gave you that 4x4, baby. Ohio is a speed trap, bro. They got airplanes, so be careful going through there. Use the Waze app. And if I could talk to Dan Stradamus for a second. Okay. What will be the headline come Monday morning, in your opinion? The leading story. If you had to pick one, what will it be? I'm going to guess it'll be the results of the Rams-Niners game. Uh, unless it's Mahomes' greatness, it it could be, you know, Matthew Stafford getting to a Super Bowl. And it might be Jimmy G getting to a Super Bowl. But I, I would say the headlines from that game, that Stafford getting to a Super Bowl, or how did Jimmy G get to another Super Bowl? I would say the headline comes out of that. And kidney stones are no joke. And if, if you... Um, if you have a chance to get them blasted, as they like to say, I don't think that's the medical term, do it. But when you get to the point of no return, you, uh, you roll up in a fetal position. It is. And I know that you'll hear this. Well, it's, it's uh, kind of like, uh, you know, the guy's version of delivering a baby. I'm like, no, it's not. But it, it has a feeling um, that you will not replicate with any other thing that goes through a man's body. Yes, Todd. You can blast it. You can grind it into little pieces. There's different things. There's things called a nephrolithotripsy, if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> Bottom line is, which is the worst thing of all, because I've been there. I know you have, is this long rubber tube called the stent that you have to have in for quite a period of time, where it constantly feels like you have to urinate, and then they don't put you out when they pull okay. that sucker out. Oh, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Dan, when you started talking about this topic, 
Todd starts going, <clears throat> he was, <clears throat> like he was getting ready to perform a soliloquy. Unfortunately, it, it needs to be addressed. <laughs> Todd was, I think Todd was a little salty. Like he, Todd thinks he's the kidney stone guy, even you though you can had be him. The I don't want to be that. I get frustrated when people complain about how much it hurts to pee it out. I wish I was in that situation where you can just pee it out. Mine are like calculi, staghorn of a certain number of millimeters where they're too big to pass. And yeah. you have to like have surgery to get rid of the stone. Yeah, I've had it a couple of times. In fact, my wife... I, I went to the emergency room and then I just was lying on the floor in a fetal position. I was in a ball and my wife had to go up to the desk and say, um, yeah, he's got kidney stones. And then they always tell you the following. Oh, it's too far along. You're going to have to just pass it. And I say, I said, give me something, man. Hook me up. Hook. And then, you know, you just have to hang there and uh, drink a lot of water. Yes, yeah, fine. And you can't like uh, booze it up to like uh, numb it, right? I, I I read something that no, so, no, I wanted morphine, right? I wasn't boozing it up. Some people said like, oh, I'll have a couple of vodkas, a couple no, of beers no, no, because no. it'll put me out. That makes the process worse, longer. Yes, yes, alcohol does not. I read this. I've never had them yet. It it is it is brutal. Would you rather be kicked in the face or have kidney stones? Well, you asked me this. I was going to be punched in the face last week. I'm trying to switch it up. No, no. I can't, I don't want to do that to America with this face. That's not fair. I mean, they tune in to see this face. <laughs> they tune in to listen to this voice and see this face. That's not, let me look at the camera right there. Yeah, there you go. How does he do it? I don't know. Would you rather fall down a flight of steps or have kidney stones? Then your face is generally okay. Mm. As long as nothing happens to my face or my voice, then yes. Yes, Eden. Yeah. What about your uh, shooting arm? Your shooting. Oh, hand? yeah, I'd have to protect my, uh, my right arm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Todd. But it's not just drinking a lot of water. There's also dietary uh, restrictions. I remember eating a nice big plate of French fries, and then I Googled a couple hours later, so, whatever you do, don't eat French fries. Everything else is fine. Like this, like spinach, potato chips, carbonated beverages. We kind of my favorite thing. We kind of moved on from it. I just wanted to alert the public. I know it's not a health show, but it's important to know that you could drink all the water <laughs> in the world, and you could still get kidney stones. How about and you do a PSA? How about do a PSA? I'll, I'll record something. Yeah, do some, play it after the show. Yeah, we can do that during commercial break. We'll the, post it online. Todd Fritz, PSA, how to avoid kidney stones. No, I'm serious. We'll do that. I think it's important. Okay, thank you. Yes, Seaton. I think we should actually do, yeah, a Todd Fritz health minute. And we could have sponsored or it, something it like that. It won't last a minute. It'll last like five minutes. It just, we'll just take a minute of Todd's... Okay segment and then just cut it out oh we could edit it i'll get the french kid to yeah. edit it down yes Todd. and this is the last comment i'll make on it but there are different kinds of stones there's calcium stones there's stones where they have to kind of analyze it and it's important to catch it in a little net so that they can bring it to the lab and they can figure out what you're eating or not eating and what kind of stone it is so you can avoid getting them in the future not just guzzling gallons of water they, they have to analyze the stone you got to try to catch it in that little fish net are you a kidney stones insider I'm probably as close as you can be. I've had a few situations, enough you, situations. You're the Peter King of kidney stones. <laughs> I wish I wasn't, but uh, yeah. I've been there. Yes, Tom, uh, Paulie. Fritzy should do other PSAs, like how to never cook for yourself, how to never do laundry, never shovel. That's what the people out there really All want. All I know is when I was living in L.A., two medium pizzas with two toppings and a two-liter soda, and dinner is served. Monday morning kidney stones. <laughs> That's his column. That's his column. Monday morning yeah. kidney stones. Yeah, I like it. I had my coupon for $2 <laughs> off. Two medium pizzas, two toppings, two-liter soda. We done? I think we're done. All righty. Back to you in the studio. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Uh, so we have the hour two poll question. Jim Cantori next hour. Make sure you enter the contest. Go to danpatrick.com. You still have a chance for the Sprinter van. And uh, we have the route planned or the route planned. 
And uh, we'll let you know, Seton planning on being in Cincinnati on Monday afternoon for dinner, or Monday late afternoon? Yeah, it might be more Monday evening. Cincinnati's a little bit of a haul, I think, from here, isn't it? Well, if you get started, let's say, at 9 a.m. Okay. I'm guessing you could be there by 6? Okay. Maybe 7? All right, a little dinner time, great. Yeah. Where am I supposed to go? Uh, the Montgomery Inn? Montgomery Inn? Inn? There's a lot of places in Cincinnati. I'm just... There seems to be a rib theme for your pleasure, but, uh, <laughs> oh what Paul, who wants to guess closest to the whole distance from Milford, Connecticut to Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's take a break. We'll nice. come back with that. And Dave Lapham, the Cincinnati Bengals color analyst will join us as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick show. Sleep number setting is 75. Go in, find out how you get your sleep number. Ask about Sleep IQ technology. Also, ask about the 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year that you get when you use the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed featuring uh, the Sleep IQ technology and you get quality sleep. Then that means you have more energy, that you balance your life, health, and life in 2022. It's essential for boosting energy and recovery and well being, right? How about that as a New Year's resolution? A great night's sleep. And they also offer you all kinds of tips, you know, that you should wake up at the same time, whether it's Monday through Friday or Saturday and Sunday. Go out, get some fresh air, make sure you have those devices off at night. Uh, you know, limit the amount of uh, alcohol you, you uh, take. Sleep number 360 special edition smart bed. The sale right now is going on $1,000 for a limited time. Sleep number stores, sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. It's on its way. It is good. Coffin nails. Bam. right there that's dave lapham unrealism bengals radio network analyst for over 30 years bengals offensive tackle i think from 74 to 1983 he was uh on the 81 afc championship team that beat the chargers lost the super bowl to the 49ers he'll be on the call the bengals and the chiefs at arrowhead kickoff at three eastern and uh dave joins us once again dave how's morale in cincinnati Man, I'll tell you, Dan, the city is off the hook. I mean, they are going crazy. I remember, you know, playing in uh, Super Bowl 16, the 81-82 season. They just The community just went crazy. Same thing, 88-89 for Super Bowl 23, but there was no social media. Now with social media, oh, my gosh, man. I mean, it is, it is as crazy as it could be. Is it Joe Burrow's town? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Uh, Joe Burrow is the straw that stirs the drink. There is no question about that. And, you know, the thing about him, Dan, uh, unbelievable player, obviously. He's got all these physical talents. But his mental and physical toughness is something that the team's kind of rallying around. I mean, he gets sacked nine times, never cussed out any teammates, uh, you know, just gets up, 
goes on to the next play. If it's a third down, he walks off, goes off the field, sits on the bench, grabs his computer, puts on his headset. Okay, coaches, let's forget about that. How do we get better? What do we do the next series? Unrattleable. I mean, you know, just totally composed. Uh, he never flinches. I mean, I've seen the great Tom Brady sack himself after getting hit a few times, you know, kind of cover up a little bit. Joe Burrow, that's not in his DNA, and it, it motivates and inspires his teammates, there's no doubt. When did you realize that maybe there was something special about this team? You know, I, I think the when, when Joe came back early, you know, I think before people thought he was going to be able to come back and, and played from the beginning of the season on, it, it, early in training camp, Dan, he was having some claustrophobia issues, you know, after having that knee ripped and have to be reconstructed. Um, when he got hit and sacked in, in Washington against the Redskins. Wait, explain right. that claustrophobia. Are you talking about in the pocket? That yeah, because exactly. of the, the surgery. Yeah, so so he gets ripped. The Washington Football Team, you know, Allen rips his knee up and he has to have it reconstructed. So in the early stages of training camp, when he was in pass rush situations, he got a little a little bit claustrophobic, which is understandable. But man, he once he broke through that and he, and he started right after the bye week. I think physically his knee started feeling better because during the bye, he had more time to even increase the rehab. And he started feeling really good physically after the bye. And now he doesn't even think about it. I mean, he's extending plays, running around, um, you know, manipulating the pocket, doing all the things that he did. And uh, even, even last year when he played in the 10 games he played in, he just has it, you know, I mean, he has that it factor. And, and you look at it, Dan, there's their, their group of specialists, I mean, the three wide receiver packages they put out there is as good as any in the league when you talk about uh, Chase Higgins and, and uh, Boyd. Then you have C.J. Zammer, complimentary guy at tight end, and then you have Joe Mixon. I mean, it, it's pretty darn good. They beat Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. How do they beat Kansas City this time with what's at stake in Kansas City? I think it has to be um, like it was last time. In January 2nd in the regular season at Paul Brown Stadium, neither team turned the football over. They both played a clean game that way, but Kansas City self-destructed with penalty. They had, they had a, a punt return nullified by a holding penalty. Um, they had 10 penalties in the game. Six of them resulted in first downs for the Bengals to continue drives and that sort of thing. So they self-destructed by penalty. If, uh, if the Chiefs bring their A game and the Bengals you know, don't, they're in trouble. If they both bring their A game, it's going to be tough out there at Arrowhead. Uh, this is the fourth straight AFC championship game that Kansas City's hosted in their last eight playoff games. They're seven and one. It's a brutal place to play, a tough place to play. So, you know, you always strive to play the perfect game. They almost have to think they got to play the perfect game and think that Kansas City might help them a little bit somehow. Talking to Dave Lapham, former Bengal offensive lineman, played in a Super Bowl and uh, has been with the Bengals radio network for over 30 years. I want to play a couple of clips here. Um, how do you feel about listening to yourself when when you uh, when you listen to these highlights? Yeah, sometimes I shake my head. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> um, here's the interception to clinch the wild card win over the Raiders. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo, has the football. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> How about that? Where did bam, bam, bam come from, Dave? 
Yeah, well, we just started. Uh, whenever there was a play that we felt was going to be the clincher for the game, determine the game in the Bengals' favor, we started this little deal where, you know, Dan would say coffin nails, and I would just finalize it with bam, 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 put those coffin nails in the coffin. You know? So Here that's got to be our thing. Here's uh, Evan McPherson, game-winning field goal to win the divisional game. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, it's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there. That's courtesy of WLW, the Bengals radio network. And then there's this one. We've had Dave with joy and Dave with sorrow. The Bengals missing a field goal in overtime versus the Packers from uh, October of 2021. Huber ready for the snap from Clark Harris. He extends the right hand, catches the ball, puts it down. The kick is on its way. It hits the upright and is no good. Oh, my gosh. Five missed field goals. Unbelievable. Does anybody want to win this football game? Did anybody ever teach you about radio, how to do this? <laughs> all, all I can say is uh, John Soller, when I first got the, uh, got the opportunity, he said, you know, this is local radio. You remember Joe Nuxall yeah. with the Cincinnati Reds. And he said, you know, I want you to do radio uh, kind of like a fan sitting at a bar with a bunch of people and reacting like they would react and like Joe Nuxall. I'm like, okay. So I just started doing it that way. Now, you know, I've done – um, network games for NFL and college football, and obviously it's a different dynamic, but that's what John Soller wanted when I started doing uh, local radio with the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you make of that, uh, remember about that Super Bowl that you played in? That we helped them. Um, they, were, they were good enough to beat us, uh, and we turned it over four times, and we had a goal line stand against us. They only turned it over once. So in my mind, that goal line stand is equivalent to a turnover. It was a possession that didn't end with a kick, a punt, extra point, or field goal. So we had five of those. They had one. We went minus four, and we lost by five points. I mean, if we don't beat ourselves and put ourselves on our schedule, we might have a better shot. They were plenty good enough to beat us without us helping them, and we helped them a ton. Did you realize Montana was Montana back then? Knew that he had something special, you know, and, and I and – I, I think Joe Burrow and Montana are very similar in that, you know, both don't have howitzers hanging off of their right shoulder, but they're plenty good enough, plenty of arm strength to make every throw, unbelievably accurate, can put it in a porthole, not a window, a porthole even. And, and, that, and then they can extend and create, get out of pocket. When, when Joe Burrow threw that touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati in the playoffs, um, I thought right back to Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Joe Montana out of pocket, four gone out of bounds, throw it to the back line of the end zone. Dwight Clark coming across the end zone. Tyler Boyd was going the other way, but it was the same type of dynamic. And and uh, both highly intelligent quarterbacks, tremendous football IQ. They have, uh, you know, just great leadership qualities, both tough as nails. I think there's a lot of similarities between those two guys. I think you should change the spelling of your name. It should be Dave, L-A-P-B-A-M. <laughs> lap bam lap bam lap bam just you know maybe just for the football season dave i don't know check with your family but i'll tell you you are a marketing guru man that's Thank you. That's, that's, that's darn good uh you're fast have fun this weekend dave great to catch up with you again and uh who day 
Good day, Dan. And uh, I'll tell you, you got a, you got a ton of fans everywhere. But as you know, in uh, in Southwest Ohio, you are the man. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, not officially the man. Just letting people know, unofficially, Dave Lapham. Although I always hear from my friends, uh, and they'll go, "Are you on the Bengals bandwagon?" I go, "No, I I would love for them to win because of the story and the people in Cincinnati, but that's not the business I'm in anymore." I'm not, I'm not able to be a fan and do my job correctly. I've stated that. I, I decided when I went to uh, ESPN that I would not openly root for the Reds or the Bengals, uh, Dayton basketball, Cincinnati basketball. And it was difficult. But I decided that I was going to try to be as fair and unbiased as possible. Yeah, Paul. I know you say that, and you have done it every day at this job. But if the Bengals happen to win their next two games, and you're sitting at home... With a drink in your hand watching the Bengals, I think for a couple minutes you're going to be 12 years old. No. It could be for five minutes. It won't be. Yeah. It's about the people there. The story itself, I mean, I have no connection to the team other than that was my team growing up, but it would, it would be, I would feel great if the Browns won for those people there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fan base. It's what is the story now? Not, hey, you went to those Bengal games when they were really bad, or they lost two Super Bowls to Joe Montana. It's more about the people there who are there now who have those season tickets and, and that they care. They care so much about, you know, what the Bengals are doing. And you finally got your quarterback because they've been lucky. They had Greg Cook, who was the rookie of the year and could have been a Hall of Fame type quarterback. He got injured early in his career. Then you had Kenny Anderson, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Then you have Boomer Esiason, who won the MVP. And now you have Joe Burrow. Like, you're lucky that you have these quarterbacks there. Carson Palmer was a really good quarterback. Cincinnati has been able to have good quarterbacks. And now you have a special one. And you have good wide receivers, good running back. And maybe you can go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. But that's what you're going to have to do. And you're going to have to come up with a stop. Kansas City beat themselves the first time around. Kansas City's not going to do that this time around, I don't think. All right, the distance that uh, we were talking about, Seton's leaving on Monday morning from Connecticut to go to Cincinnati. The driving distance. Now, are we talking about hours or or miles? Miles, Dan. Miles. And we'll do hours, too. Okay. Milford, Connecticut to Cincinnati, Ohio. How many times do you think you've made this trip over the years? Not that many times. But you are kind of an expert witness here compared to the back row. Well, I drove to Cleveland. I drove to Cleveland to get my first vaccination And then I got my vaccination, waited 15 minutes, as you have to after you get your first vaccination. And then I got in the car and then I drove back home the same day. (laughs) That was, I don't advise that. That was 18 hours. Yes, Eaton. But now Cleveland, a little more easterly. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati's more towards the west part of the state, right? So you're dealing with about three, I'm going to say 13 hours to Cincinnati. Dang, really? Yeah. Now, there's a route you could take up cut by Akron and then cut down, or you can go south of Pittsburgh the whole way. How many miles, Milford? Oh, miles, miles. I have... I'm going to go 577 miles. you got a lot of work on Monday, big fella. Fritzy? 669. Okay. Good guess. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go 639. The fastest route or route... Is 715 miles. Ouch. Okay. That's the the least mileage-wise or the fastest time-wise? Correct. Both. <laughs> Both are. <laughs> oh, wait, dear. Wait. 
How how many hours do they say it's going to be? Eleven hours, and this southerly uh, Pennsylvania route is uh, ripe with snowstorms. And remember, Pennsylvania's motto is Pennsylvania is forever, <laughs> forever. Hey, there's Kutztown. I'd have hey. to make a quick stop through uh, Morgantown then. Maybe cut off that way. Yeah. Can he, is there a place that he can cut off some time here, Pauling? Yeah, it's called JFK Airport. Oh, take a, take a plane. Yeah. Well, there's like, you go through there, you have sort of a Pittsburgh, Cleveland, yeah. Columbus, yeah. right? Yeah. Sort of that. Maybe uh, we might, maybe we get to uh, Cincinnati on you know, Tuesday morning. No, because I think you're going to get, maybe it's, maybe it's eight o'clock that you get in. Maybe like eight o'clock. You got to leave at 7 a.m. to get there at eight, in my opinion. Good grief. No. That's all right. It's fine. It's and good. then the next day, you have the pie contest that we have a listener who has a bet with you. He's got the Bengals. you got the Chiefs. You have to find him yeah. and, and either smash him in the face or you get smashed in the face. One way or the other, Tuesday morning, we will be in Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Here's the key. Road sandwiches. Load up on a bunch of food and never pull over unless you have to get gas. Yeah. Road sandwiches. Yeah. It's a good call. And then maybe get an empty, uh, like, milk a gallon of milk, empty. You know, it's a very much a Dumb and Dumber situation that I'm walking into. You know what? It's been my favorite movie my for 30 years, and I'm about to live it out right now. One of my favorite scenes in Dumb and Dumber is when Jim Carrey doesn't he say, "Is this annoying?" You want to hear the most annoying sound yeah. in the world? The amazing part of Dumb and Dumber is Jeff Daniels' ability, because this is a serious actor. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey. And, you know, there's so many funny things in there. Because, you know, Jim Carrey's so over the top, but Jeff Daniels is so good in that movie. And comedy is so hard to do. I mean, he's been on Broadway for the last couple of years doing To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, Paul. I love the scene where they're on the scooter and like a, a traveling bus full of Norwegian hot ice skaters. Can you guys help us go right down there? And he just misses the cue. To yeah, we're looking for a couple of guys to travel the country with us, oiling us up before, before each show. And they're like, you're in luck. There's a town that way. You can find some lucky guys are going to have a great trip. That's the best. Uh, isn't the lovely and talented Lauren Holly yes, in that movie too? She is indeed. Yes, we had uh, we had some fun with Lauren Holly. Nothing a couple wrong times. with her. No, no, Lauren Holly, she was spectacular. I I haven't seen her in a long time, but uh, I think she had a couple of kids. I don't know if she's been acting anymore, but when she was going out with Mark Grace and went to the Cubs game with us, I just saw a picture. She didn't retire from being hot. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Let me take a break. Oh, we got everybody who wants to talk about uh, Fritzy's kidney stones. A lot of support there on Twitter. We'll get to phone calls coming up. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex 
twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's that time of the year again. Don't miss your favorite WWE superstars. Go head-to-head in the gateway to WrestleMania. WWE Royal Rumble streams live on Saturday, January 29th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com. Sign up now. Got some people who uh, reached out via the tweet and said, uh, any medical discussion and Friday Fritzy equals Radio Gold. Kidney Stone Insider Fritzy Fritzerson. <laughs> that one's sneaky. Um, here's another one. Uh, I'm on day two of having a stint. The doctor underplayed the peeing fire broken glass razor blades. Wednesday, the stint will be removed. Uh, 100% agree stint or more specifically, the removal was the worst part of a kidney stone. Uh, Todd, you uh, have you spent more time in the hospital dealing with kidney stones or a hotel with Chinese food? Oh, that might be a push. Last 15 minutes of uh, Fritzy on being the Peter King of kidney stones and doing a PSA. The do's and don'ts of kidney stones looks like sports Emmys should be a lock. Uh, who would have known that Fritzy was a kidney stone savant? The ultimate Friday Fritzy move. Monday morning kidney stones. <laughs> Adrian, a woge bomb, a kidney yeah. woge bomb. Uh, let's see. Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. What's on your mind today? Dan, always a great pleasure. I think if I ever had the privilege of interviewing you, I think my first question to you would be if Bob Costas is in your head. So... Um, <laughs> I did, want to, I did want to get your thoughts on something, Dan. If you had a blind resume and you showed a coach that went 6-10 one year and then 12-5 the next with a division championship and hosted a playoff game, you'd probably think that coach was pretty good or at least trending in the right direction. But I just think it's hilarious that the Cowboys are potentially looking, or they were looking at firing McCarthy. But I think, you know, that, that if you had a blind resume, that would look like a pretty good coach to me, Dan. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Phil. If you match Sean Payton's resume with Mike McCarthy, is there much difference? Now, you can say the coach himself and offensive-minded, you know, genius that we, you know, we've christened Sean Payton. Mike McCarthy was an offensive-minded guy, or is. But they both won one Super Bowl, both went to one Super Bowl. But are we being unfair to Mike McCarthy's resume? And I, I'm just doing this off memory of what Mike McCarthy did. And, you know, they both had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, Sean had Drew Brees. Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Sean Payton for his career, and it's all of New Orleans, all of New Orleans, 152 and 89. He won a Super Bowl in his fourth season. His worst season ever was 7-9. He had a couple 7-9 seasons, but otherwise it's usually above 500. Right. Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, he also won his Super Bowl. I think he won it in his fifth season okay. in Green Bay. He's 143 and 92. Those are similar. Yeah. They're both about... Uh, Sean Payne is 63% of his games. Mike McCarthy won 60%. Okay. And uh, McCarthy was fired from Green Bay two years ago. 
He didn't have he had one losing season in Green Bay. But the perception is Aaron Rodgers was the coach. It you know, the perception with New Orleans is, boy, that's Sean Payton. Now he had Drew Brees there. Look, I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy fan, but I want to be fair to the numbers there at least, that you know, they are similar. They're close. I just don't think we have the same opinion of, of those uh, those head coaches. Yeah, Paul. Would it be fair to say Sean Payton doing it in New Orleans is very unique? Green Bay's had titles before. And also, Sean Payton, the, the bounty gate thing really didn't hurt him. It almost feels like he was, I wouldn't say the victim, but got overpunished for that. Well, you're going to get more recognition coaching the Packers if the Packers do well. You get more recognition coaching Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, uh, you can make a case, I guess, for the Raiders still. But, you know, those are the marquee, the Giants, or at least it used to be. A couple of phone calls. Gus in Los Angeles. Hi, Gus. Welcome back. Good morning, Mr. Patrick. How are you? Good to see my boy Marvin up top. Good to see him there. Satan, safe travels, my friend. I hope to see you out here safe and sound. I hope you don't do some dukes of hazard stunt in the Midwest that prevents you from coming out here. And I have to pay up this damn shower. Shane bed. Yes. So hope to see you guys out here. Um, really quickly, it's kind of comical. And I don't know if you boys have been keeping up with this thing. What the Rams have tried to do to prevent 49er Nation <laughs> from invading their stadium again. Yeah. Sports anchors out here on radio and TV have turned into ticket brokers, like begging people. It's like, yo, if you're going to sell them, give them to me. I'll give them to Rams fans. Joke's kind of on them because StubHub announced yesterday that 43% of the stadium has been sold out to people with Bay Area zip codes. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams do with that. You boys have a great weekend. I'll see you all soon. All right, Gus. Thank you. Yeah, like the Niners are coming to town. Uh, in fact, a friend of mine has tickets, and he sold them. He, uh, he said, hey, I'll watch the game at home. I don't have any uh, loyalty. I love going to the games, but I'm going to sell my tickets. And made good coin. Yeah, Paul. StubHub announced this is going to be their record-breaking game for the amount of tickets sold during a game. Like, they, they sell, you know, second market, obviously. They're, they're going to fly past. And that mostly means the visiting team. Uh, Nick in California. Hi, Nick. Hey, hey, Dan. Morning to you guys. Morning. Um, so I've watched the show long enough to know that there's no convincing Seton that in and out is better than five guys. So I wanted to present to Seton the drive from Vegas to SoFi is probably about four hours, five hours. I'm about one hour away from SoFi and 15 minutes from five guys. I'd love to pick up some five guys, bring it to Seton, have some lunch, take some pictures, call it a day. All right. Well, uh, you know what? We'll uh, put you on hold there, Nick. Get your information. Maybe uh, Seton. Seton's got a lot of friends. A little lunch date. Yeah. Lunch I mean, date with Nick in California. All right. And then we could go hit up the backyard with uh, that other fellow who was right Billy, by SoFi. Billy. Billy, Billy. Billy yeah. said, hey, I'm close to the beach. Not very far from SoFi. Come on over. A little bonfire going. Yeah, I like it. He's got a piano and a guitar. You may not come back, Seton. Yeah, Paulie. Seton's driving around the country like he's Bill Murray. People are inviting <laughs> to his house, buying him dinner. <laughs> come date my daughter. You, you got these perfect strangers there, like Billy. Yeah. There was one dude who was just like, hey, man, uh, can you stop by my friend's mom's house? Because one time he stopped by my mom's house, so I want to get him back. So <laughs> you go stop by my friend's mom's house. Great. That's, that's something to get involved in. Fritzy would. 
That I would. Final hour coming up. Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel will join us. Help Seton with his trip. More phone calls as well. This Meet Friday. One more item as we close out hour two. Panini America. What is it? Well, what isn't it? It's got everything you need. There's something for everybody in a Panini America pack. It's more than just the NFL. Panini, the exclusive home for NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Exclusive trading card partners of the NFL. You get the all-time greats, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars. Collect them all in one place. Panini trading cards. They use iconic brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures. You got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Travis Kelsey, so many more. Collect all of this season's top rookies. Jamar Chase, Trey Lance, Micah Parsons, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle. Celebrate all the best players and the key performances each week with Panini Instant as teams make their way through the playoffs and we're now down to the final four. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net P-A-N-I-N-I PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.